Welcome. It is January 2023. We are in a new year, people. This is your girl, Neek Austin, here at Coro is a Crush. I cannot believe that season two is over. We are getting ready to go into season three starting February the 1st, 2023. And with season three, we are coming with some new projects. Not only are we still are we keeping Expand Your Empire, which was one of the most highest rated series on my podcast, but we are also coming with The Comfort Zone, hosted by none other than myself, and I'm bringing my husband on, William Austin. We are going to talk about different topics such as love, sex, relationships, and family. So make sure that you get ready for season three, because season three is about to be a wonderful eye opener, and we're going to have mad fun. In the meantime, I'm going to give you all January, which is my birthday month, shout out to all my Aquarians in the house, I'm going to give you the best of season two of Coro is a Crush. And I want you to enjoy yourself. I want you to get your laugh on. If you need motivation, this is the podcast to listen to, and I'm just so excited thank you so much for your support we are now being heard in 18 countries all over the world we are continuing to do the work that god has put us in position for we are going to continue to keep ministering to you so that way you can learn how to live your best life and learn how to become a better version of yourselves again season two the best of season two of Cora's crush all january Season 3 starts February the 1st, 2023 with the new episodes from the Expand Your Empire series and our newest project, The Comfort Zone. So y'all better get ready for all the laughs that we are coming with because I'm telling you now, my husband and I, when we get together, we are powerful, but we are also funny and we are honest. So get ready, get ready, get ready. I can't wait to see what Season 3 is going to be about. Take care and be blessed. What's up, babes? It's a glorious morning, a day that we will never see again in this lifetime. So let's take the time to enjoy life while we can. I'm your girl, Neek Austin, and this is Koro is a Crush. the CEO and founder of Coro, a home-based beauty, wellness, and design shop, providing premium, high-quality press-on nails, beauty accessories, and a home decor that we know you'll fall in love with, all while providing a community for self-care lovers, beauty mavens, and small business owners to live life on their terms through fashion, beauty, and faith. Today's episode is called How to Stay Organized When Running a Small Business. So people out there in my in my tribe, let me ask you a question. Are you organized in your business for those who have small businesses? Now I'm sure you're great at organizing at home, but honestly, I'm not a good home organizer and I can honestly say that, but when it comes to my business, I am very organized. And one thing about me that y'all may not know is that I am a stationary addict. If you haven't noticed, I do sell stationary in my shop, but I love being surrounded 
did something for me. It just made me feel so warm and googly inside just to smell what a piece of paper, if you can get that new scent from a piece of paper in the planner or the notebook. And for, to, uh, actually to this day, I still collect pens and notebooks. Like I get so excited when school comes around, my kids, they drag their feet. But my husband and I, we go into the store and we be tearing up the stationery out. Notebooks and pens and everything because we are literally stationary ass. But as much as I love stationary, staying organized is a constant battle for me. You see, it's not just about having the right tools, it's about knowing how to use them well and getting out of your own way so you can focus on what matters most your customers' needs. Now, staying organized and running a small business, it does take, it does take more than just the ability to throw items in the floor. It's hard to believe, but it will be two years um, come next month since I started my business, Cobra. And I've learned a lot since then. I've learned how to stay organized and how to manage my time, which is very super hard for me. It is so hard to stay organized as a business owner, but it's not impossible, okay? So here are some of my favorite ways to keep on top of my business. For one, I love keeping a list of all the things that need to be done in my journal, and they cost them all that I do every single month. And y'all may have heard me talk about this on Instagram, where I have said that every first Sunday of the month, I meet with the Trinity. Now, the crazy part was my husband heard me one day talking, and he didn't know who I was talking to. And he said, me, who are you talking to? I said, I'm talking to the Trinity. He said, who? I said, boy, Jesus, God, and the Holy Ghost. That's who I meet with every Sunday, every first Sunday of the month. Because my business is ordained by God. Y'all already know that. But for those who don't know, it is ordained by God. Meaning, He is the one that supplies the business to me. He is the one that gave me the vision. So everything that I do on a monthly basis, I have to run it by them and pray over it before I can conduct business for the remainder of the month. Number two, I keep a calendar on my phone and on my MacBook with all the important dates and even some fun ones so I can keep them in mind at all times. And I think that's one of the things that as small business owners we need to have. But not only do I have my calendar on my phone or also on my MacBook, but I also have a big calendar that sits behind me in my office. And I always write down different things on different dates, whether it's personal or professional. And it's colorful because I love color. So everything is color-coded for me, even down to each individual in my household. We all have a certain color. That way we know if something is going on in the calendar, we automatically know who color it belongs to. And we know that they got an appointment or they got something that needs to be done. And number three, making a list. It also helps me feel more organized. I like to write down everything I need to do and then I prioritize them based on urgency and importance. For example, I had some nail sets that I needed to complete today. So my urgency was to make sure that the people that um, needed their um, nail sets in a hurry, those that had a certain date, they came first. And then the ones that I could possibly wait on just a little bit longer, I pushed them to the back. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about making the list, okay? Now my guest host for today is a bigger stationary addict than I am. She actually owns a stationary shop and can also help you get organized in your business or your corporation. So I would like for you to welcome Miss Denisha Carter from Lovely Goods Co. Good morning, how are you doing? Good morning, 
Good morning, Nick. How are you? Thank you so much for having me on this um, podcast. I'm so honored to be here. Absolutely. I am blessed and highly favored in the Lord. So um, doing very well. Doing very well. It is the holiday season. And um, are you getting ready for your Christmas list? Or have you started or you haven't started yet? As far as shopping for other people, I have not started. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Because my digital planner, it's not just for business owners, 
if you're a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home wife, business owner, even a student, it has so many different elements to it. It's 534 pages. And that's before, yeah, and that's before you even like copy the pages to make more. It's Oof. robust, yeah. Oof. <laughs> Now, within that digital planner, do you have multiple, is it with multiple years, or is it just for 2023? It's just for 2023. Oof. <laughs> I've never seen a planner that big before, not a digital one anyway, and not even in person. So to see, to hear 534 pages, oh my goodness. How did you find the time to create it? somebody that actually like of course I gave her all the ideas and the sections that I want but actually putting it together I hired a graphic designer she did that oh okay yeah if it was up to me to actually like like the graphic work nobody would buy it because it'd be ugly I'm just being honest that's just not my area of expertise outsource if you can afford to outsource I highly recommend for businesses to do that okay okay I never out. I, I, the only time I've outsourced anything, and actually my first time outsourcing outside of my company, is actually through my virtual summit that's coming up next year. And I have Kate Cole from Comedy Paradise. She is doing my flyers, and that's the first time I have ever outsourced outside of my business. Cause I normally do everything because I'm a graphic designer, so I normally design all my stuff. And I just look. You take the flyers, cause I got bigger things to deal with when it comes for this virtual summit. I said, do my flyers, and she said, okay, no problem. <laughs> when is the virtual summit, and what exactly is it? Okay, so it's the I Choose Me Virtual Summit. It is based off of the book that I wrote in March, uh, March of this year called I Choose Me: Thirty Days of Self Love. And the book is basically a thirty-day challenge, just teaching you how to learn how to love yourself. through the roof 
way. That's exactly how we act. And you said you're from Thomasville, Georgia. Yes. I grew up in Pennsylvania, so that's why I do not have a southern accent. But okay. yes, I currently live in Thomasville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I noticed that you graduated from Valdosta State University. Yes, that's where my bachelor's degree is. Yes. Yes, you okay. go like this. <laughs> The reason why I say that is because I have cousins that graduated from there as well. Really? Yes, ma'am. And they are they are around my age because we're all 38. And okay. they graduated. Oh, yeah. They graduated about 2000. I want to say between 2005 and 2010. So, yeah. And um, they're all Sigmas and Zetas. So, <laughs> I got family in Georgia. I do. Awesome. Yeah, I graduated from BSU in 2011. Okay, so you was behind them, so okay. Yeah, but I was there in 2010, so I might have, you know, known some of them. Oh, I'm sure you have. (laughs) And it's not hard to not know who my family is from Valdosta State, because they have made a name for themselves on that game. Oh, wow. Especially the Sigmas, yeah, they're just like the life of the party. Absolutely, and then my husband, he became a Sigma Fall 2019, and, um, I mean, excuse me, Fall 2020. nailed it down to what 
doesn't work, I'll leave it alone. And that's what I did. So my business didn't become legal until May the 31st of this year. Okay. And that's when I got all of my legal stuff together, my taxes, my um, everything. I mean, I still file taxes because my shop, I have a um, website and I got an Etsy shop. So on Etsy, I filed my taxes as a sole proprietor. Okay. And then I've decided to LLC the business May of this year. And I'm sitting here wondering, was that the right thing, right thing to do? Because I did the reason why I did it that way was because I didn't want to legalize my business and then it didn't work out. Then I felt like I wasted money. Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. But you did like, because you know, if you make over a certain amount, you have to report it under your taxes. So you did do that. Yes, I did. Okay. Because you know the IRS will get their money one way or another. They'll come after you if they found out you were making money. Yeah, I think that's fine. As long as you did the tax portion right, and then you wanted to make sure that, you know, it's something you wanted to do, then you created your LLC and you legalized it. That's fine. Okay, because I just wanted to make sure that that's the right thing I did. I mean, I prayed over it. I asked God to cover me while I was doing it. I mean, a part of me did not feel, I think the reason why I didn't feel like it was illegal was because I knew I had these bearings in place prior to making it a legalized business. And after I became a legalized business, I felt better. Like the whole world lifted off my shoulders and I was like, okay, Jesus, I'm no longer illegal. I am now illegal. I'm registered with the state. I don't got my taxes together, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I can see how a lot of doors are now opening for me. Now that my business is legalized versus the first year of my business, I had to struggle because my business was not legalized per se. Because if you go by my website, it wasn't legal. If you go on Etsy, it was. Because after all the monies that I made, I had to report that to IRS. Now, did I get scared to report it? Yes, I did. But in times that I did not want to report it, that's absolutely right. But I went on and filed it anyway, prayed over it, and then realized I didn't have I didn't have to um, pay out in taxes as much as I thought I was going to. And after I saw that, I said, Ooh, thank you, Jesus. write-offs you know for your tax return and I tell people like business owners when you buy products from my business like um, my planner whether I don't have pens and stock like when I did have pens my desktop organizers those are office supplies that's right. stuff that you use on your taxes I actually just did a short video about that on my on Facebook last week or Facebook and Instagram and then also when it comes to of course applying for grants and funding you have to be legitimized
Give me my notebook, give me my color pens, because I am 
I'm the one that goes out and invests in 24 gel pens, 24 to 48 gel pens, because I love the colors. Yeah. In, the, in my notebook, everything is color-coded, so if somebody was to go behind me and say, well, I need to see such and such and such, I could tell them, well, go to tab, whatever it is, and look for this color. And oh, wow. And you follow right through, right behind everything that I do. It's always worked for me, so that's why I'm like, that's my organization. <laughs> that's what, you know, that's what works for me. But yeah, I understand. But yeah, organization is really dope. Yeah, you gotta find, you know, what what works best for you. And also, one thing I do to help me stay organized and stay on task. Have you heard of the Pomodoro method? No. So what that is, um, it's basically where you time your task. So, for example, you'll work for 30 minutes, you take a five-minute break, and then you work for 30 minutes. But YouTube has, like, a lot of different channels for Commodore, where they have, like, the peaceful music playing in the background, and then on your screen, you can see, like, the whatever peaceful background it is. So they'll play, like, 30 minutes of the music or study time work, and then they'll say, okay, now it's time for a break, and then they'll change the music, and they'll have the timer for the five or ten minute break, and that really helps me, so for 30 minutes, I'm doing this task, I take my break for five, ten minutes, whether that's me scrolling social media, or maybe I'm just going outside to get a breath of fresh air, getting a snack, because my full-time job, I work from home, so it's easy for me to do that. But I've found out that, you know, that really helps me too. So I do recommend that for people. I never knew that's what it was called because I mm-hmm. saw it, I saw that on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. And I said, something has got to give, because I get bored sitting here doing these nail sets and my back is towards the door because mm-hmm. I'm in my corner doing nails. And so I say, well, let me time myself. And what I do is I do 45 minutes of mm-hmm. okay. And then I take my 15 minute break and do whatever I need to do, whether it's go to the bathroom, get a snack, sit there and watch TV, laugh at somebody for a while, go outside, um, look out the doors or anything like that because my business is full time. So everything I do is at home. Like my business, Toro is all, this is all I do. And so I never knew what the name of it was, but I, yeah, I've tried that. And I'm like, this does work because it also gives me a break from my eyes because I'm really big on looking at that computer screen constantly because I'll sit in front of the computer screen forever. And over the years, you know, well, you already know, working in the office, you know, working in the office, our eyes will get tired. So that's when we started implementing that and putting that in place. Yeah, it's a whole, yeah, it's a name for it. And you can go on YouTube and find so many videos. And it's just nice because they play the different music. And then you can, like, have it playing on your phone or your tablet or something where you can, you know, you can glance at the video that they have playing in the background. I'll send you the link to one of my favorites that I follow on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, because see, it's 
it's just the funding part. So my solution to that is I want to start applying to grants for that. I really don't want to take out any small business loans because there's so many grants out there you can get. I just had a Facebook friend today that posted some grants. So I think, you know, um, I think that would help if, you know, I got some grants, especially as a small business, minority-owned, woman-owned, black-owned business. I know there's a lot of resources out there for us. Right, right. And I've seen them. I've seen people apply for the grants. I never applied for the grants when I started my business. I was fortunate. I had silent partners, which I Next question. 
okay, fitness-wise. Um, don't say personal failures. Yeah, we could we could write a we could write a um dissertation on that. Right, I think I think we all can. Um, my biggest um, you said the biggest failure. Your most memorable. Oh, my most memorable one. Right. They might not mean any harm, but when you have that one disgruntled employee, 
have that one disgruntled employee that wants to go to Department of Labor, file an EEOC claim, and a lot, a lot of times stuff like that could have been avoided, whether it's from hiring an employee as a W-2 employee versus a 1099. A lot of employers might want to bring them on as a 1099 contractor when they really should be W-2 employees. So I've talked to, you know, employers like that. So I love the fact that I can, you know, assist small businesses in helping them stay in compliance, whether it's, you know, making sure the policies in their employee handbook are written correctly, the job descriptions are exactly what the job entails. So that's what I would say for my, um, you know, HR consulting business, especially, you know, helping these small business owners that just don't know what they should or shouldn't be doing. Right, right. tell you what you should talk about what you shouldn't so it's nice to have that community of people that do the same thing as you do because it's not about competition it's about building a community and helping each other because i mean you might not your your plate might be full so you can refer them to somebody else and then they can do the same thing to you and i know that's not what you asked me but i just wanted to add that in there oh no 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 no. my thing is advice advice given is the best advice so i'm like it doesn't matter you could have you could have kept on talking about all the advice that you have received that was the greatest that you have ever had that you have ever heard 
but um, I do agree on that about meeting people in your community that um, better yet in your industry because there's a lot of us male techs that are um, that I am friends with and I think the hardest part for us is that everybody thinks that we're here to take customers no no we're not here to take customers we may be here for collaborations we're here for ideas we're here for oh where did you get that package from oh, that package is dope but I want to get it in a different color so I can offset from you things of that nature and um, I will honestly say nail tech industry is growing by the droves but at the same time I, I feel I just wish that everybody could charge what it is they are worth and um, it took me a long time to get my pricing too but to see other people I see other people undercharge big time just to make the sale I'm like how do you make a profit because it took me to make a profit because I paid my pricing five times just to get it right this time. And I'm grateful for my customers because my customers have helped me out on what it is that I need to do. So I listen to my customers. Whether it's good advice or bad advice, I listen to them. Whether they are telling me something that is going to work or they're cussing me out, I listen to them. <laughs> but um, I listen to all the advice that's given because my thing is your advice. If it's good advice, I'm going to listen to it. If it's bad advice, I'm going to take it as an opinion. And if it's advice that is going to help my business, then yeah, I'm going to do whatever it takes to help my business, to make my business grow in the manner that it needs to grow, but also help me out as an individual. So that way I don't make the same mistakes. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that. I think this business we have to be open to constructive criticism, especially if somebody who's been in that industry longer than you have. First step is making sure you have a good filing system in place. If you don't already have one, now is the time to start building one. 
This can be as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. You can use folders, envelopes, or even sometimes, or even something like Evernote or Dropbox just to store your documents and information about your company. But just make sure that whatever system works best for you is easy enough for everyone else in your office to use. Once you have your filing system up and running and everyone knows how it works, it's time for some accountability. Decide who will be responsible for what area of the business. Maybe one person can take care of the filing, all, you know, doing all the receipts from the vendors. You also have another person that will handle your invoices and payables. You may have another person that handles your inventory and management and so on and so forth. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, make sure that you take the time to organize, whether it's in notebooks, it can be uh, digital planners, it can be folders, it can be on the drives, it can be different um, apps. There are so many apps out here that can help you stay organized. So that's my closing remarks for today. And again, I thank you so much, um, Denisha, for coming on to um, the podcast. And this is our time where I actually would get into our prayer session before we close out. Okay? Okay. So everybody that is listening, if you are driving the road, I actually need to call Thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your guidance and protection in all that we do. Help us to find the courage to face our challenges with faith and hope. I thank you for my business. Thank you for the people who support me and help me every day. Thank you for the clients and the customers who come to our companies and bring life to our work. Please help me be mindful of my blessings, as well as the people around me who are also going through their own struggles. I pray that you will continue to bless these people and that your will will be done in all things. I pray that we will be a blessing to others through our businesses and that our businesses will be a blessing to us. I pray for Denisha that she would find a way to balance her faith with their, her career. Help her not to be bogged down by fear or doubt. Give her courage and strength in this season of her life. Help her trust in your grace and guidance as she makes decisions about where she wants to go professionally. Please protect us from any evil that tries to come into our lives or our businesses. Continue to protect our families and our friends, as well as business associates from harm as well. Help us to be kind and helpful to those who need it the most, especially those who do not have the same privileges as we do. We pray for all of those who are seeking a new business opportunity, that they may succeed in their endeavors. Please bless those who are seeking employment, that they may find work that is suited to their talents, their skills, and their interests. I also pray, Lord, that all of our hard work will be rewarded with success and prosperity in our lives so we can use our profits to help others who are less fortunate than us right now but might need some extra help soon, too. And as I close out this prayer, Lord, I ask for your grace and your mercy to continue to follow us all the days of our lives and to thank you for the confidence to know that with each prayer that we pray to you, Father, that it is traveled by the Holy Spirit to your ears. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
Amen and amen. So again, people, thank you so much for tuning in to Coro is a Crush. Thank you so much to Denisha. Make sure that you are following her on all fancies of social media at Lovely Goods Co. That is spelled L-O-V-E-L-Y-G-O-O-D-S-C-O. And that is Lovely Goods Co. Make sure that you check out her website as well, lovelygoodsco.com. Again, she is uh, what I would call the stationary addict. And she also helps out with human resources. So if you know of anybody that may need help in their business or just need a consultant, please, please reach out to Miss Denisha. She is more than welcome to help you. And again, Denisha, thank you so much for taking the time, stopping by, coming with the brush to share your business tips and tricks here on Expanding Empire. And I am your girl, Miss Austin. Hey, hey, it's Neek Austin here, the host of Coro is a Crush, where we talk about fashion, beauty, and faith while remaining true to ourselves. Every episode, I talk to someone who's trying to make a change for themselves or their community and learn about how they've made big or small improvements in their lives. I also chat about what's going on in the world that might be holding us back from being our best selves. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor for the Coro is a Crush podcast, please reach out to Coro Crush Podcast at gmail.com. Check out our new advertising opportunities now available on our website at www.shopcoro.com. Book your ad spot today and let me do the rest. I love to hear from you.